has captured my attention up on that waxwork website. Their beauty goes beyond dimension. So I thought if you're free tonight, perhaps you'd like to go out with me. I promise we'll have a good time. I've been perusing your pretty poetry and pondering if you'll be mine. I like the one about cutting people open, its composition was tight. I wrote a similar one about a rope and I'll read it to you when the time is right. Perhaps you'd like to go out with me. I promise we'll have a good time. I've been perusing your pretty poetry and pondering if you'll be mine. I promise you I will bring you flowers, dance with you in the starlight. You've entertained me on the internet for hours, and I'll repay you if it takes all night. So perhaps you'd like to go out with me. I promise we'll have a good time. I've been perusing your pretty poetry and pondering if you'll be mine. Please be mine. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Cast in Wax. My name is Jordan D. White. This is the 111th episode of this show, which is pretty exciting. Um, uh, I'm sorry I've been missing for a few weeks. Uh, it wasn't my fault, uh, but it wasn't, you know what? Uh, it wasn't really anybody's fault. There was no fault involved. I mean, if there was anyone's fault, it was my fault because I did make a morality machine or I did lie about a morality machine, uh, which I am sorry about, um, which does make me feel a little sad. So uh, if you can hold on for just a second. Okay, um, I think, uh, I haven't listened to the episodes I, I missed yet, but I think, uh, I was told that, you know, you heard what happened to me with this, uh, happiness machine, so I've had to kind of improvise my own happiness machine with this, uh, little piece of wood here, this, uh, plank, I guess you'd call it, um, it makes my own happiness, and, uh, it, it works, you know, as soon as I feel a little down, I just give the old noggin a little smack, and, um, I feel a little bit better. Uh, speaking of feeling better, um... I don't know why that's speaking of that, but I do have with me here my co-host for this episode, Mr. Scape White. Say hello, Scapey. Hello, Dad. Welcome back. I'm glad you're here. Thank you. I'm glad to be here as well. I'm glad to be here as well. Um, what have you been up to? How how was everything while I was gone? Well, uh, I got a bunch of moist food, but I was promised that when you get back, you would give me more moist food. You were... You were promised that? Who promised you that? Well, Mom and Lynn. Mom and Lynn promised you that when I got back... That seems like a weird thing for them to promise. Yeah, but it's... Uh, Dad, it's very true. Okay. All right. Well, later on, we'll, we'll have to have uh, moist food. But anyway, I've got... Um, I do have some special things planned because, as I said, it's the 111th episode, which means that it's 100 episodes since the very first appearance on this very program of one of my favorite people in the entire world, Mr. Harry Wilson, uh, of Harry Wilson Advises You, and Harry Wilson Continues to Advise You, uh, and infamously, the Tooth Janitor. He is one of my absolute favorite people we've ever had on the podcast, and he was first on the podcast 100 episodes ago. So I've set up a special interview with him. Uh, he's not going to be here in the studio, but he will be will be doing it. Well, you'll see. You'll see. It's going to be very special. So we're going to get to that shortly. But for now, uh, I'm glad that you're here. I'm glad that I'm here. Uh, I'm sad that uh, no one else is here, though. Um, and when I'm sad, <laughs> mm. <laughs> I feel a little 
Ooh, I feel a little better now. Um, Frank Allen, as you know, has been missing for over six months. My understanding is we've got Mr. Slam Jackson working on it still, which which makes me very happy. I'm glad Rory didn't abandon that because I know it was probably tempting for him to to ditch trying to find Frank once I was not there to guilt him. Uh, but in addition, for some reason, Rory hasn't shown up either. Uh, I don't know why that is. Uh, he's normally here on time. Um, he's got a key, so he just comes in. He's usually here before we even start recording. He's uh, he's usually waiting for me, but this week he wasn't here. So I don't know what we're going to do. We're going to have to figure out something else for this day in history, or where are they now in history, I should say. Um, he just didn't show up. God, and that that is so annoying. There's And there's been this knocking sound on the door, which is weird because I put up a sign outside of the door saying, we're recording in here, don't make noise, please. And somebody keeps knocking on the door, which is really frustrating. So anyway, um, hopefully let's just ignore it and um, move on with the rest of the show. Ah, oh, there it is again. It, it, seriously, that is so, makes me really, uh, it makes me really upset, to be honest with you. And so then we've got to get, Back in the game. Uh, um, what was I talking about? Uh, the door. Somebody knocked on the door. Yeah. It's, I don't, you know, I guess it's just a thing that, that happens. We got some audio... Letters in, uh, from, Char- from, well, I don't know if they're from Charles, but I mean, I'm assuming they're, we got episodes and we also are recording a show. Dad, what's wrong with you? Hmm? You're, you're like showing down, you're like not talking right, you're like not talking right. I, I'm, I just, my head hurts a little bit. I'm having a little trouble. That sucks. Um, yeah, well, yeah, it, it does. It, it upsets me that I'm having so much trouble recording this show. Um, and if it, if it upsets me, then I guess. Bye. Bye. Dad, you, Dad, Dad, we got we got a show. You can't have a nap. You always yell at me for taking a nap during show. Dad. <sighs> okay, look, here's what's going on. I am Scapey. I'm a cat. I like to take naps a lot. Do you know how many naps I take every day? Like ten. Okay. And Dad always is like. Scooby, we're on a podcast. You can't take a nap on a podcast. Well, you know what? Then how come you're taking a nap on a podcast, Dad? You should wake up and not take a nap on a po- He's not, he's not doing it. So then I guess I would do a special thing called Scapey Cast for this episode. All by myself. Uh, guess what? I will tell you all about it. Once upon a time, there was a cat named Scapey. Ta-da, that's me. And he was, like, at a podcast. And it was all by himself. So he was like, hey, everybody, I am Scapey. This is my podcast for now. To do a podcast on right here by myself. Uh, what's new in the world? How about that? Well, I heard that there's going to be more moist food later for everybody, so that's good. Well, for me, I'm assuming everybody else will get some at their houses. Um, hmm. 
Oh, I could do a song. Uh, here's a song I wrote. Just now, making it up as I go. This is the Scapecast. Scapecast with Scapey. This is the Scapecast. Scapecast with Scapey. For all your scaping news. All your scaping news will be covered. All your scaping news and updates on Scapecast. 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 This is the Scapecast. Scapecast. This is the Scapecast. Pretty good song. I think I I I, I lost it a little bit at the end. The big scape cast at the end was not as good as the rest. Um. Well. Oh, that said audio letters, right? Well. Oh, good. I was gonna say I cannot read them, but they're audio letters, so I c- I don't have to read them. That's good. Uh, and I don't have to. I c- I think I could play them because Dad put them in the right there. Dad has this, like, thing. It's like, oh, it's your computer. That's what it's called. Um, and there's a thing in the computer. It's like, I, I don't know what it's called. It's like there's colored boxes and with letters in it. And if you put sound in that thing and then you click it, Click it with this, there's a, that has a real toy attached to his computer he calls a mouse. It doesn't look like a mouse. I ate a mouse. This does not look like one. But it's called a mouse like as a joke. It's not funny. But if you click it, then it will make stuff happen. So I think what I could do is, I think I could click it and then play audio later. Let's see if it works. Um, here we go. Hi, is this, is this, um, is this thing on? Okay, I see the lines. Okay, hi, um, I haven't, I haven't ever done this before. Wow. Okay, um, well, I know Charles usually reads the, um, the, the letter here. I'm just kind of making this up on the spot. Wow. Um, he's, Charles is kind of, uh, falling down the stairs currently, and wow. (laughs) Charles, 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 I'm recording. Be quiet. Quiet. Anyway, um, I'm Spoon, and well, I wish you guys could actually see this. <laughs> like, you know how the staircase usually has white walls? Well, they're now splattered red <laughs> with Charles's brains and maybe some of his intestine. Like, wow, you should see your face, Charles. It is, like, not even on anymore. <laughs> no, we'll find it. We'll find it. It's got to be somewhere, hopefully maybe in the carpet. I don't know. Hopefully nobody will step on it in between. So anyway, um, I haven't actually been listening to the podcast, but I really don't know what to, to ask you guys. But I, I heard that there's a, some kind of soup soup action going on. I would really like to get some of this soup because I'm, I'm not going to lie. I'm really poor and, you know, the economy's, the economy's so bad. You guys, you know, I can imagine how bad it is, you know, with, with Steve Tittman losing, you know, only $100 billion, you know, in his stock market exchange, which he really didn't seem too upset about. I don't know why. Um, but I would love some of this soup if you guys could actually send me a recipe or, you know, so I can maybe try to recreate it at home because I heard it's pretty cheap to make. You know, I would really, really be appreciative. Or if you could just send me some and cut out the middleman, <laughs> that'd be awesome. Uh, sincerely, Spoon.
All right. Okay, okay. <laughs> okay, first off, that's a funny joke. Uh, that your name is Spoon and you want a soup? <laughs> like a soup with a spoon in it. Or a spoon with a soup in it. Oh, that's funny. That is a good joke. The mouse computer joke, not a good joke. That was a good joke. Uh, okay, I'll tell you how. I, I know a lot about soup. Well, a lot. I know a little bit about soup. I know there's, there's two kinds of ways to get soup. First way to get soup is have mom make it. Now, the problem is, if you, if, if you have mom make the soup, she probably won't make, won't let you eat it. She probably wants to eat it herself. So, like, she'll, she'll make it in a microwave, and then she'll put it down on a table to let it cool. And if you're like, I'll check it out, and you could go up on the table and sm- start smelling it to see if it's good soup, she'll probably come and be like, hey, hey, get away, get away, that's mine. And then you don't get to eat it. But sometimes what happens is then she eats it, um, um, and then she puts the bow down again, and then you could come over and be like, is the coast clear? Is the coast clear? And then you can lick the bowl, which sometimes is good. If she has like, there's certain kinds of soup that is like, that is so good. You just lick it and it's good. The other way you make soup, besides have mom make it, is more likely that you get the soup, but it's not as good. Well, the way you do it is, you have your water bowl and you just put some of the dry food in it. Just like a couple of dry food bits. And what you get is, your water tastes a little bit like food. <laughs> Which is pretty good. Because do you ever have water? And it's like, this doesn't taste like food. But this time it does. So that's better. Um, I heard Charles fell. I fell. I'm always okay. So I don't know what his problem is. Tell him to get up. So, that's about it. Oh, we got, but we got another letter. So I would listen to other audio letter about episodes. Dad put it in this boxes with color boxes and letters. So I'll, I'll click it. Um, hey, everybody over there, uh, casting in, in wax. This is this is Pete from, you know, up here in Binghamton. I'm one of the guys that does stuff with Charles. I've written some of the the episodes and stuff with Charles, and I've been in been in a couple. Sorry, I'm a little shaken up. We just I uh, they just took Charles off of the ambulance there a couple minutes ago, and there's. I don't know if he's going to, um, it was really horrible. And I don't know if he's going to really be able to, um, send you any more of these for a week or two or maybe he'll be fine. I don't know. It's just, there's, I mean, it's like, there's, I don't know. I saw like bones and stuff that you're not supposed to see. I think they're normally supposed to be underneath the skin or something like that. Dude, dude, but, did you actually see the impact? It was like it a was wet like, sponge. Okay. Wait, don't make me think about it right now. I'm oh trying to. Oh my God. Oh. I didn't even realize he had that oh. much blood in him. Oh, come on. God, dude, I'm trying to get it out of my mind. Oh, sorry, sorry, oh. sorry. I'm going to hey go. Hey, guys, go. what happened to Charles? I saw him loaded oh. the <laughs> Yeah, dude, it was insane. He did like three triple backflips and oh. landed straight on his face. That's so awesome. Oh, dude. Oh. I mean, look at it. It's like a water park, but yeah. with blood and oh, all kinds of organs. Oh, come on. Just like dumped la, 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 He sent me a text message going, Jesus, get to the hospital now. I know. It's that, uh, just go look at the mark. Oh, okay. Uh, 
Yeah. Oh, God. It's not going to be over $1,000 worth of damage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go, go outside. Go outside. Go outside okay. and look at it. VP, come on. Catch uh, up, man. No, I'll, I'll be right out. I'll be right out. I'll be right out. Just, okay, that's how, that's how that no, nothing has ever sounded so cool. Just let's go out there. Oh, okay. Um... All right, so um, so that's what's wrong with Charles right now, and uh, he was going to send you, um, you know, the, the email letter audio thing and tell you what is it, he's got. Okay, I don't know. There's a Donnie Palumbo on here that he's sending you, and there's this the uh, the Slam Jackson, another Slam Jackson. He's looking for oh, looking for Frank. Okay, um, well that's it. Uh, have a good show, you guys. I gotta, I have to go. To the hospital now. I'll Can see you later. Piece of his skull. Oh, okay, okay, bye, bye. Toss it here. We got a pile. Uh, that was not as funny uh, as the first guy. The first guy was telling jokes. This guy is not as funny. He's like, wow, wow. But I heard a, a. If I remember from what he was just saying a minute ago, uh, something about Charles. Charles is a guy uh, who I know. Yeah, he. So he's in a he's in a hospital. I don't know what that is. Is that like? I, is that where they are hospitable? They're nice to you. I like to be nice. I mean, I like when people are nice to me. So I would go to a hospital. Bro. So there, if the, so that sounds like it's nice for Charles. I mean, if you found a piece of his skull, then you should bring it to him at the hospital. Because then they would give it to him and say, being nice. They'd be like, we're being nice to you. We'll give you a piece of a skull. What do you think of that? Um, thank you, Charles. So, I don't really know what to do on this podcast. Oh, I do know a song. Uh, here's a song I just wrote as I'm singing it about Charles. Oh, Charles, what have you done? You Gone and fell down the stairs before you be gone. Oh, Charles, where did you go? You're in a hospital, even though, even though you're in pain and hurting right now, we're gonna be super nice. You super nice to you, Charles. Where have you gone? We're gonna sing, sing, sing the song until you come back to me. This is where I'll be. Ow, ow, Charles. Don't you know her? Ow. Oh, Charles, come back to me, Charles. Oh, Charles, Charles, won't you come back to me? So that's, uh, that was my new song. It was called Charles. Um... If you would like to do a cover of that song, I would like that very much. You could send it in to us at castandwax at gmail.com. Uh, other than that, I guess we were listening to some shows. Oh, Dad said he was going to talk to 
that tooth guy, well, I don't, I don't know if I know how to do that. Like, do you have to use a phone or something? Because he's not in the room, so I don't know how to do that. But I could play the episodes because Dad put them in this color boxes with the letters, so I could click it and I could play some shows. Do you guys want to hear some shows? I I would have to assume you said yes because that's why you listen to the show to hear shows. So, okay, hey, hey, guess what? Here's some shows. Donnie Palumbo's Clubhouse of Supervillainy! Episode 9, To Flee or Not to Flee By Cheryl Casey Previously, on Donnie Palumbo's Clubhouse of Supervillainy, the true supervillain is revealed as Titus Eroticus enacts his evil plan to destroy Phantasma. With his clubhouse usurped and his girlfriend and best friend racing to his rescue, Donnie finds himself strapped to a torture recliner with nothing to do but wait. Help! Hello! I know you can hear me! I know you all can hear me! Seriously, anything? Look, guys, maybe I... Maybe demanding a blowtorch to get through the shackles was a bit extreme. I, I don't need to save myself from certain death. I probably deserve it, but... A coffee or something would be nice. Consider it a last meal? Hello? I had really done it. All the pieces had been right in front of me all along, so brutally obvious. And still I managed to ignore them until Titus Eroticus took it upon himself to grind all the facts in my face right as everything was coming together. The worst part was the waiting. The realization that I'd brought this down, not only on me, but on all my friends. The torture recliner wasn't so bad. Sure, I was shackled down and couldn't move, but I hadn't noticed any intense torture so far. There was an intercom button just in reach, and every time I pushed it, there was this pop and crackle, so I knew my secretary could hear me. There was absolutely no excuse for her to blow me off. She was probably sulking and writing deep poetry, or reapplying eyeliner. Or maybe they all could hear me and they were laughing about how awesome of a supervillain Titus Eroticus was. Coffee! I said coffee! I want to go home. I swear on every god you believe in, and even all the ones you don't, that if you complain even once more, Rob, I will personally wrap a park bench around your mouth so I don't have to hear it anymore. <laughs> what? Rob left Baby, me- are you okay? What did they do to you? N uh, nothing. Yeah. I mean, I've just been sitting here strapped down. Is there- What I mean to Why say is- Why are you looking at me like that? I'm here to save you. Just, well, I hardly recognized you. I'm in my Phantasma outfit. I couldn't fight villains in my sieves. Well, yeah, I just meant that I've- never seen you covered head to toe in blood before, sweetie. The Grand Inquisitor was only out of the hospital for three days, and now he's breathing through a tube. 
sticking out of his chest. Not so much a tube, actually. More like a piece of bathroom plumbing. I'm here now. You're safe now. You ever play one of those video games where your character grabs on the base of an enemy's skull and lifts up and pulls the entire spinal column out for an ending move? Rob! Ixnay on the spine ripping. I think the mutant gator people are extinct. What did I say about you opening your mouth in front of Donnie? Hey, whoa, whoa, easy there, killer. <laughs> okay, uh, so bad choice of words, huh? Um, you rescued me. Hooray? Uh, let's hurry and get out of here. Rob, can you melt through my shackles? What? I can't just sweat on command. Oh, whatever. I'll just break you loose then. Hey now, no, 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 honey, darling, it's not that I don't appreciate the effort, it's just that, well, I'd prefer to keep my wrists intact, and well, you seem just a little agitated right now. Babe, you honestly think I would break your arm? I should repent the evils I have done. Ten thousand worse than ever yet I did would I perform if I might have my will. If one good deed in all my life I did, I do repent it. From my very soul. Titus Andronicus, Act 5, Scene 3. Spoken by the character Aaron. You're getting sloppy, Eroticus. Blood and destruction shall be so in use, and dreadful objects so familiar, that mothers shall but smile when they behold their infants quartered with the hands of... Julius Caesar, Act 3, Scene 1. Spoken by Mark Antony. And what's he then that says I play the villain? Whence this advice is for- Othello, Act 2, Scene 3, spoken by Iago. Seriously, is there an original bone in your body? Can you not use your own people words? Original? It's about style, you prat. Which is more than I can say for your blood-soaked Godzilla-esque rampage through my compound. And don't think I didn't see you kill Professor Von Crazy's puppy, by the way. Major good guy points off for that one, Phantasma. Style? You kidnapped my boyfriend on account of style? Because let me tell you, that's real classy, you iambic a-hole. Shush! Will you let me monologue, or am I going to have to get to the killing you part? Wow. Honey. Sweetie. Darling. Sugar pie. Pumpkin. Pumpkin poodles. Let's just... Coffee. A venti spiced mocha with plenty of low-cal whipped cream and a hint of lime for Avalon asshat. Really? Now? After I've been shrieking for coffee for the better part of an hour? Avalon? Oh no. Oh no. Do you want it or not? Donnie, what is going on? And how's that for style? Which is more than I can say for you, Ms. Conception. What? Well, I simply couldn't let Phantasma get away, so naturally I had to seal the doors from the outside. Of course, now I can't unleash my master plan because you're in there with them, Ms. Conception. Thanks for getting in the way, Ms. Conception. But... but I was told to go down there with coffee! Oh, sure, maybe a half an hour ago you were asked to bring coffee, but a half hour's a long time! I was on the other side of the compound. Yes, and you move so slow because of the extra weight you put on recently. Extra weight? What extra weight? You think no one noticed? Or were you intentionally trying to muffin top for attention? And in that outfit, too, highly inappropriate if I might say so myself with all that excess flesh just sort of 
cascading out of the spandex uncontrollably like mountains of raw dough. What would your mother say? My mother's dead. I can see why with a chubby, crook-nosed daughter who can't even deliver a single cup of coffee on time. I'm glad all the rest of my minions aren't nearly as incompetent as you are. Well, that was awfully rude. Oh, shit. Parambo's clubhouse is super villainy. Uh, Donnie was Ed Jones. Titus Eroticus was Charles Berman. Risa was Julia Adams. Rob was Jordan Rando. And Ms. Conception was Angela Tyman. Hello and welcome to This Day in History on WHRW Binghamton. My name is Rory Sinjin. On July 4th, 1826, by remarkable coincidence, Thomas Jefferson and John Adams die on the same day, the 50th anniversary of the adoption of the Declaration of Independence. Adams' last words were, Thomas Jefferson still survives, though his old friend and political adversary had died a few hours before. Well, John Adams, I'm glad I could invite you here to Monticello. It's a lovely cocker spaniel you have. Thank you. I've gone blind in my old age and can't see anything without the help of my trusty guide dog, Fidel. That's that's great, but could you could you keep an eye on uh, Fidel there? I told you I can't. I'm blind, well, you idiot. Could you, get, could you get one of the slaves to keep an eye on him? Because I don't like what he's about to do on my carpet. Carpet where? Slave? Slave? Is there a slave in the room? Yes, what can I do? There, there's... The dog, the dog, 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 doing bad dog. things, bad things, bad things. Oh, oh, I'm not supposed to get stressed. Oh, I can't stand that smell. Oh, 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 oh my face is melting. No. It's horrible. You can't breathe. It's like it's my birthday or something. They're both dead. Yay! Doing the dance, doing the dance. Good dog. Good dog. Actually, John Adams uh, wasn't quite dead because he did have to come back to life to say that thing I said he said earlier, which were his last words of the Thomas Jefferson Still Survives thing. But the lesson remains. Always clean up after your dog or political figures will die. This is This Day in History on WHRW Binghamton. But wait! Uh, that dog is dead. My name is Scapey Way, and this is Where Are They Now in History? I'm Casting Wax. I'll tell you where that dog is. Uh, he's dead. Do you know why? Because that was like a really long time ago. <laughs> like a zillion years ago. <laughs> Which is like a really long time. So when you have a dog, does it live to be a zillion? No. It lives to be like some. And then it dies. While it's alive, you do have to clean up after it when it poops. <laughs> because dogs are so stupid that they just poop on things, okay? Do you know what a cat does? A cat goes in the sandbox. Of course, where sensible people go. But not dogs. Dogs are just like, hey, I'm a dog. I guess I'll just poop here. <laughs> oh, I just left a pile of poop. What am I gonna do? Nothing. How about that? And what has to happen is a person has clean it up. Do you know why? Because if I smell it, I'm going to be pissed off. Okay? Pissed off. I don't want to smell no dog poops. My name is Scape White. This is 
Casting Wax, where are they now in history? Slam Jackson. Adventurist! The Search for Frank by D. Awesome Schwartz, P. Courage Bowers, and C. Handsome Berman, including Cheryl Poltergeist Casey. Episode 4, Land of the Rising Bun. Our story continues, Occidental Overhearers, with Slam Jackson, private investigator and globe-trotting adventurist. That girl's hair is Blackwatch plaid. Lost and stupefied in the Shinjuku district of Tokyo, a hotbed of youth culture. Youth culture? This is a miniature tree. A very young miniature tree. So, good buddy, what clues are we following up on today? I was hoping to see some no opera while we were here. What a coincidence! I too was hoping we would see absolutely no opera during this leg of our trip. No is a traditional form of Japanese theater. Chanted performances taking a full day. I've already bought us some tickets. And with the sullen menace of Commodore Perry's black ships, I snatch the tickets from our hero and hand them to what I can only assume is a young woman who is very impressed by giant squids. Arigato! Those tickets cost me thousands of yen. Slam, slam, slam. A yen is worth less than a penny. Therefore, those tickets were worthless. Furthermore, they were opera tickets, making them worthlesser. Fine. We'll do some actual investigating. I just wanted a chance to take in some of the foreign culture. A culture very foreign to you, good buddy. It values hard work, efficiency. Quiet politeness? Touché. Where to? The most recent of Rory's checks can be traced to a nearby bed and breakfast. Frank stayed there for a month, enjoying rest, natto, and incredible popularity. Apparently his show was the highest-rated television show in Japan. I feel the long-term psychological effects of radiation go unexplored. I'm surprised, too. I didn't think that many people in Japan would know Italian. Maybe it's dubbed. So where is this bed and breakfast? Well, it should be just around the... Oh, come on. And with the egregious destruction of a second Hiroshima... Well, I guess that would just be Nagasaki. The goal of our garrulous gaijin of grandeur is ground beneath the heel of an enormous monstrosity. Seriously, what are the odds? Oi! A pretty good, since convention is in town. Convention? Kaijika Nirok, Megalong Gojira, Giant Monstro Tyrannosaurus Rex, Machina, even Steve Buscemi. Great. So Frank Allen's trail hits another dead end. Frank Allen? Wow, loud. Who mentioned Frank Allen? I love that guy. Banzai! No sooner has our hero announced his intentions than he is beset by the very creature that destroyed the bed and breakfast. His latest arch nemesis, Rolado Dodo! No way. 
I'm not facing off with that. Hey, whoa. We're all friends here. I'm just around for the 215 panel. Man, a real monster. Well, you said something about knowing Frank Allen? Do I? Frank Allen's investigative variety show. (laughs) Sorry, asthma. But yeah, everyone knows Frank Allen. His show is so funny. A show about solving murders is funny? Is that what it's about? I've never heard what they're actually saying. Over here, they dub over it with comedians doing the voices. Kumbaya! What a ridiculous premise for a show! Hey... Awkward. Ow! It makes me so mad when people say bad things about shows I like. I will vent my fury on the nation of Japan. Jackson! Rolladototototo is once again rampaging across the nation over which I am mayor! This is all your fault! What? No! What? Yes! I am billing you for the destruction of my island nation! Look, I have no money. Can you bill it to my client? Sure! What is his address? <laughs> what is Rory Sinjin's address? Will he try to claim Japan's reconstruction as a tax write-off? Is man a real monster? Ugh. Ow. Engage in calming activities such as guided meditation to keep your mind from literally being blown by the next episode of Slam Jackson. The search for brains! In that episode of Sram Jackson, Search for Frank, narrator was Mickey Oyster, Sram Jackson was Sarah Kunrad, young Japanese girl was Sarah Casey, Renator Dododo was Bailiff Quimby, and Mayor of Japan was Jordan Randall. Oh, uh, did you hear? That was Renator Dododo. I did a song about him. I am awesome. That is the message. So, I... Well, you know, it was like this. That's how it went. It was good. I wrote it for myself. 
That was the first song I ever did in rock school. So, just so you know. Um, hmm, well, what I really want to do is take a nap. Uh, I'm supposed to, Dad was gonna do this interview with Harry Wilson guy, but I don't have the ways to do that. I don't have fingers to dial a phone. But I would really like to take a nap, is what I would like. So, oh, uh, I know what to do. Uh, Dad has a radio over here. <laughs> what I would do is, I would put on the radio, and you guys could listen to the radio, and I could take a nap. So, let me see how I do this. Um, I think I could just kind of, if I rub over here on this part of it. There we go. Uh, don't believe it. Don't believe it. It's time for Don't Believe It with Patsy Kennedy. That's me. I'm Patsy Kennedy. You're listening to KSAC Radio. This is Don't Believe It. Don't Believe It. So, uh, we got a very special show because I have someone here with me. Uh, that I think all of you will be very pleased to hear because even though uh, he's probably going to be telling us stuff that you will don't believe, but we're going to find out the truth, hopefully, from me asking him some questions. I have a gentleman here by the name of Mr. Eustace Watt, who is the the, uh, the ground manager for Area 51. You know Area 51, right? All right. So let's see. Eustace Watt. Please call me Use. Use. All right, Use. Use work at Area 51? I do work at Area 51. It's a nice place. All right. Uh, yeah. So tell us about the aliens that you are experimenting on there. Oh, we don't experiment with aliens. We're completely against illegal immigration. No, I'm not talking about... Okay, yeah. Good for illegal immigration, but I'm talking about the aliens that the government is in league with, the, the gray aliens particularly. The ones that, you know, crashed in Roswell and then we've got a spaceship there. No, we're more concerned about the brown aliens, not right now. I'm sorry, the brown aliens? No, we've been having more problems with brown aliens than gray aliens brown, So, like, from Rigel? What? From Rigel? Where's that? Is it in South America? South America? No, I'm talking about aliens. You know, from outer space. All right, look, we, you, got, you got to help me out here. You're from Area 51. I am from Area 51, yes. All right, so you go to work every day at Area 51. I happen to know for a fact that's where they keep aliens. Well, they haven't introduced me to any yet. It's really just a nice facility for government officials to get away from the everyday busy life. I'm sorry, what? It's like a country club. Area Area 51 is a country club? Yes, we have skiing and uh, tennis and uh, hot tub rooms for couples. What's a hot dog broom? A room with a hot tub. Oh, a hot tub room. I thought you said a hot dog broom. So it's your, your, uh, you're putting forth that there is no hot... Well, there's no hot dog broom, but there's no aliens as as far as you're aware. I am absolutely 100% sure there are no hot dog brooms in the area. But aliens. No aliens either, no. Okay, well then, I, have one, I have one thing to say to you. Would you like to know what that thing is? It wouldn't be don't believe it by any chance? It would be don't believe it. You tried to steal my line, but I will tell you don't believe it. There's, uh, well, there's aliens. So, okay, we actually have a call. I think about aliens. Caller, you're on the line with me and yous. Uh, hello, is the, um, don't believe don't it. Don't believe it. This is uh, Patsy Kennedy here, talking to yous what? Yeah, uh, this is, uh, uh, Max. Oh, Max, good, good to hear from you again. That, yeah, uh, it's good to he'd be, look, I gotta... I got a thing I'm worried about. I don't know if I should believe it or not. Okay, yeah, let's hear it. Uh, my wife has been telling me that she's never cheated on me. Oh. But I keep seeing these guys running out of my house with their pants around their legs. Used condoms in places where I haven't slept with her. She keeps having babies that don't resemble me. I know all about this. 
This is uh, this is totally sensible. Now let me ask you this. Oh, let me. I'm gonna open this also to our guest. Uh, use what? Use this. Use what? What? You hear this man's story? How can you deny the existence of aliens? Well, I can't deny that. It sounds like this guy might have something to be paranoid about. But you have to agree, it's not aliens in this case. Unless, no. Of well, course, do your children look like aliens? I don't know what aliens. Not are the brown-skinned ones. The gray-skinned ones. So I'm I mean, when, when in the winter time, sometimes they get a little pale. Uh, I mean, if if it's not, if she's not cheating on me, it has to be either aliens, maybe ghosts. All right, Max. I think it's clear that it's it. Look, when you see a guy with his pants around his ankles, what are you thinking is happening? Everybody knows anal probe. All right. So who does that? Aliens, right? You? Well, you were going to say no. You know why? Because you are somebody that we should don't believe it about. Max, did you consider the possibility that it might be God? What? No, well, don't he, believe it. He has a history of doing that kind of thing. Anal probes? No, giving women uh, babies that don't resemble their husbands. No, it sounds like aliens to me. Look, Max. Yeah, yeah. Don't you? Look, you know, you've read the books I've read, right? I don't know which books you've read. Well, I've read some books. The books that say aliens implant babies yes, into women. Yes. So you know you know about the babies that come from aliens. Oh, oh yeah, uh, well, yes. Okay, so you know what to do next, right? Uh, are you suggesting that I I kill them? Uh, no, I was going to say don't believe it. Oh, okay. Yeah. I don't believe it. All right. I don't believe it. Although I, I have to say, on the possibility that God is involved, you might just not want to question this at all. Why, why would God leave condoms in my house? Well, had you looked at the size of the condoms? They're, they're all different sizes. There's, there's, there's some small size and some extra large. That sounds like aliens to me. Look, aliens could shapeshift. So that makes perfect sense that they would have different sizes at different times. Well, if they need, to, if they can shapeshift, why would they ever need small ones? Because sometimes, you know, you want. A, I don't know. Look, the point is, look, it's not the size; it's the aliens. Now, don't believe it what he says because he's a liar. Look, do you, ha Max? Did you hear the part about he says Area Area Fifty One is for picnics? I, I if it was, I, 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 can I go for a picnic then? Huh? I bet you're going to say no. I think that might be good for your marriage. You should consider coming by sometime and we'll experiment. I mean, we'll give you a picnic area. Oh, you said it. You said experiment. No, no, no. I said give him a picnic area. A place where he can, like, relax with his wife and get to know her better and fix their marriage. That's an experiment? Um, yes. We will find out whether or not it works. All right. But, Max, make sure when you're there, if you go, you, that you look for aliens and don't believe it when they tell you there's no aliens, all right? I'll, I'll be looking for aliens. I'm always looking for Please enjoy the facility. Look around. See if you find any areas. Just please stay on the path. Uh, uh, I don't know what path you're referring to, but I'll keep that in mind. All right. Uh, thank you for calling, Max. Don't believe it. Uh, we do have another caller on line uh, two, so we're going to go to line two. Uh, uh, hello? Hello? Yes, don't believe it. You're on the line with Patsy Kennedy on Don't Believe uh. It. Yes, hello. I, I'm my name is Alfred Hawthorne. Hello? I'm on the line. Yes, you're on the air right I, now. I'm I'm calling in reference to uh, the caller that was on previously to me, and as well as to the um, Max fellow. Is that your name? Max that, was the caller. You, Max is the caller. Who is this other person that was talking? You, My name you, is you, sir. Please to meet you. Okay, yes. It was something that you mentioned earlier, and I just wanted to say that uh, I. 
personally have had problems with uh, people coming in and out of my house and doing things with my wife and having children that don't resemble me. And I found that uh, it was aliens. Yeah, so that's right. If, uh, Hughes, uh, what's your name? If, uh, that was your name? Uh, Hughes is correct. Did I just I want find to find out what kind of aliens are you talking about? The brown skin kinds or the gray skin kinds? Oh, no, I'm in the school of the gray school aliens. And right. I, I find that if you say they don't exist, then, um... Um, don't believe it. Don't believe it. That's right. <laughs> oh, but my stomach hurts. I don't laugh that much. I, I found that uh, to take care of this problem in my own household, I uh, found a device that is very good at uh, shooing, shooing the aliens away and scaring oh. them away. And um, that's why I like to say that this Hugh's character is a um a liar because um I found that um, through the use of a hot dog broom, uh, I can clear the area quite efficiently. And I just thought uh, that would be something I could share with um, your listeners. It's funny you should say that. Ever since he mentioned the hot dog broom, I was thinking about getting those for the facility to help with the picnics. No, but you said there was none, absolutely none, because they, and if if he's saying, now how exactly do you use them to shoo away aliens? I I find that um, you wave it around. In a threatening fashion, and then, um, if you make a, a brushing motion, a brushing motion on the ground behind them, they, they run quite, quite full of fear. Actually, I was just thinking of using them to clean up after the picnics, really. I mean, we get a lot of hot dogs on the ground, so we could use a hot dog broom to pick them up. Now, wait a minute. Now, this is, uh, I think these are different kinds of hot dog brooms you're talking about. Are you talking about a hot dog broom that cleans up hot dogs, or are you talking about a hot dog broom that's made of hot dogs? Well, hot dogs stick to their own, so if it's made of hot dog, it will pick up hot dogs. All right, that's a good point. Now, what is it? Do you know what is it about the hot dog broom that aliens are afraid of? Uh, I don't know if it's the uh, the width or the uh, the the shushing noise that it makes when you when you use it, or it, it might be the delightful um, hot dog scent. I'm not sure which one it is, but I find it to be quite effective. That is good. Uh, that is real good news to hear for everybody who's listening, because our regular listeners, if don't believe it, uh, mostly do get abducted by aliens. So this will be a very helpful tool for them to keep away the aliens. This is a good way to do things. No, I'm going to chime in here. I don't think that's a very good way to keep away aliens. The aliens that I have encountered do like. Oh, hot so dogs you've encountered aliens? The brown skin kind, of course. Oh, and they love hot dogs. No, but that's a different kind of aliens. We're talking about. Do you know about outer space? No, you're going to say no. But you know what we say? Don't believe it. I don't even need you to have a conversation. I'm, I have it for you. I'm very familiar with outer space. Thank All you right. very much. All right. So you've been there with aliens. Uh, if that's how you interpret, I know about outer you space. You said you were familiar with it. I know about not it. You're familiar. Well, I didn't mean you made love with it. I'm talking about you've been there. No, no, not making love to it. Only so far as I kissed the sky like Jimi Hendrix. Well, that's, uh, as we all know, Jimi Hendrix was abducted by aliens. Well, that would explain a lot, but I don't think he was. Well, oh, it, it would explain it because it's true. As, uh, uh, I'm sorry, Alfred. Y- yes, yes. We're talking, so, but in, in reference to Area 51, do you know anything about that? Because he's saying he goes, he's, he works there and he's lying about it. He's don't believe in it. Yet. The, uh, the reason that uh, I was referencing him and what he was talking about, it was not just because of the existence of uh, um, a hot dog broom, but uh, the return address 
on uh, the package that the broom came in uh, was postmarked Area 51. Oh, how do you answer that? Well, I can't speak to it. I've never mailed out any hot dog brooms myself. Uh, I don't personally monitor the mail room, but people might be transferring hot dog brooms around without my knowledge. It sounds to me, I think the, the listeners know what's clear. They have aliens in Area 51, clearly. They try to develop anti-alien technology like these hot dog brooms. They're selling them to make money to make alien hybrids. Now, hypothetically speaking, if everything that you were saying was true and we knew about the aliens and we were trying to come up with ways to defend ourselves, then isn't your radio show kind of like giving the aliens an advantage by telling them what technology we're using? Don't believe it, because aliens already know about hot dog brooms. Well, then why would we be developing them to fight the aliens? Because the alien... Look, I don't know. Because why, why don't you tell me? You're at Area 51. How about that? No, see, I'd love to know where you're getting your evidence from, really. From you. You're giving me everything I need to hear. We have another caller, I think, who actually is going to tell us even clearerly that they... Why you are lying. Hi. Hello. You're on Don't Believe It with Don't Believe It, Patsy Kennedy. Oh, I love this show so much. Thank you. My name is Crystal Moonstar. Hello. And I was just so excited to hear that we're finally having picnics with the aliens. I want to go to Area 51 and get... My chakras balanced and meditate with and eat hot dogs with the aliens. I think you might have misunderstood the point of the whole picnic thing. There are no aliens there. Well, it's Area 51 where we know that the aliens are. Right. And you're having picnics. Do you understand what the significance of the 51 is in Area 51? No. It's the shortest distance between Area 50 and Area 52. That's really it. So what do you do at those places? Oh, well, those are for aliens. Oh, so there's aliens. Not at Area 51, which was my point. But wait, okay, so you're saying there's aliens at Area 50. Well, there very well may be. I'm not groundskeeper there. Well, I... uh, And Area 52? Uh, Well, that's my brother. What does he say? Well, he insists that there aren't any, but he wouldn't tell me the truth if there were. So you wouldn't tell me the truth if there were? Well, perhaps not, but I'm telling you the truth. So I am. So believe it. No, but don't believe... That's the opposite of what we're going to do. Also, I, I want to know. Yeah. When did the aliens bring their water-forming technology to our planet. He said that they're skiing at Area 51. Right. That's a good point. It's the desert. Clearly, the aliens have brought the power to make water or snow. Well, if you look at uh, if you look at all the pictures of other planets, all right, uh, you'll see that zero pictures have the water, all right? So clearly, what makes Earth different Aliens came here. No, I have to actually confess to something here. Crystal, was your name? Yes. Crystal, I have to confess to something. Uh, we've been advertising this place as kind of a resort for many, many years, and you're the first person to point out that we're in the desert and we therefore shouldn't have skiing. So I'm going to be perfectly straight with you. We took those pictures that are on the internet from Aspen and just put them on our website and hope that no one would notice. Don't believe it. Don't be- See? All right, so here's what you've done now. You've admitted to lying. I've admitted to lying about the skiing, yes. I apologize to anyone who'd already booked their stay. We can refund your money if the skiing was that important to you. That means that you're lying about aliens, too. That's Uh, logic. um, Ipso facto, I think. Because, listen. Ipso facto mean? Well, it means you're lying about aliens because you said, I'm lying about nothing. Ipso facto is Latin for you're lying about aliens? Well, it might as well be because that's what you're doing. I'm just lying about the skiing. Another lie. I'm not lying about the skiing? So there's no. 
lie. Apparently, I've been called out on a lie. I was not lying about the skiing at all. We do have skiing. Please come and ski with oh, us. Oh, good. I so want to ski with the aliens. So you can rebook your uh, the audience. You yes. can rebook your stays there if you'd like. There's aliens. Because we do, in fact, have skiing, and we don't have aliens. Don't believe it. There's aliens. But you just said that there was skiing. Whether there's skiing or not doesn't make a difference. The aliens are going to, you know, well, turn you, everyone into slaves. Do you think that I'm lying about the skiing? If they're skiing, aliens are the ones skiing. They're skiing over the backs of the, the humanitarian man. But as far as you're concerned, if there's no skiing, then aliens are the ones not skiing. But aliens are the ones skiing. Aliens are always skiing. When you say no aliens, we say don't believe it. If I had more people here, they would chant it with me. Don't believe it. All right, I got one person here. She says don't believe it. I'm not believing it. Um, thank you for calling, Crystal. I think we have another caller. Use why are you why are you sticking to these lies? But we're gonna get to the bottom of this. Next caller, please. Hello, hello. Uh, Hi. Hello, is, uh, is radio? Don't believe it. This is uh, Patsy Kennedy on Don't Believe It, KSAC Radio. Yes, uh, I have a question for program. Yes. Uh, I have been uh, uh, employed many years, a uh, Russian program of Hide Aliens. I have recently been fired. Uh, we have uh, many years problem there. Often uh, find sort of is a boiled sausage appear out of nowhere, cause great mess. I don't want to clean. I have been fired. Uh, and now I am uh, out of work. Uh, so is the person on the program of American program have... Uh, is there positions where a program is person many experience have work uh, to hide aliens? All right, well, use that's a question for you, I think. I didn't understand a word of it. I'm sorry. He wants a job. He worked for the Russian Alien Hiding Bureau, I think, the AHB. I'm sorry. I got, I got to get this off my chest. In Soviet Russia, aliens hide you. <laughs> 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 okay, I didn't uh, catch a word he said. You started with. He's in the AHB, and uh, they're doing this thing where uh, they're hiding the aliens, and uh, there's uh, sausages that appear, and they want him to clean them. No, but like I said before, we're just trying to find the aliens, send them back to their country of origin. Aliens is not from a country. Are you an alien by any chance? Uh, I'm a fr I'm an Earth man, and uh, I'm looking for good, honest uh, work. I am totally Earth man. Uh, Are you an American citizen, though? I, I can I can work on that if needs be. It, it would it would needs be yes. We can only hire American citizens, and of course, if you are an illegal alien, I guess you would be a white-skinned alien coming from the Soviet Union. Then we'd have to send you back to where you came from. First, you hire me, then you send me back to where I came from. Is this a request? Don't believe it. No, listen. He wants a job. Because he's saying he's good at hiding the aliens. Do you think this is a skill you want? I don't think it would really matter if the person who has the skill is, in fact, an alien. He's not an alien. But he comes from Russia. Because he's from Earth. Earth from Russia. Russia, Earth. The bottom line is that our only position concerning aliens is to send them back to their country of origin. If they want to become American citizens the right way, the honest American way, then they are, of course, welcome. So when you find and aliens... And then we will exploit their technology. When you find Russian aliens, you send them back to their country. Well, yeah, unless... They, but he's been hiding the aliens in Russia the whole time. Well, now, if they're if the Russian aliens are in Russia, then they're not aliens. It would have to be people from another country besides Russia who were in Russia. Do you have Russian aliens in Russia? All the extraterrestrial we find, uh, aliens are from outer space. Uh, all the Russians, the people I'm hiding the aliens from, I have told nobody about the aliens in 30 years I have been working. But when you well, find the aliens, don't send Russia lay claim to them as Russian aliens? Well, we lock them up. Uh, they lay, they, they cannot, 
lay claim without acknowledge aliens. So uh, do not acknowledge aliens, can't lay claim. All right, so here's what I'm learning from this, all right? Listeners, I think this is what you can take away. In Russia, there's aliens, right? And the uh, al- Officially, no. Well, that's what I'm going to say. So we just heard for reals, there's Russians who have the aliens. And if you ask them... And you say, hey, Russian, is there aliens? They say... No, officially there's no aliens. I have been hiding them. All right, so now let me do... This is what we call science. We will do an equivalent test, all right? American government worker, use. Yes. Is there aliens in the United States? Uh, There are no gray-skinned aliens in the United States, to my knowledge. Okay, that proves... That there is. Yes. Yes. Now, just so I'm clear on this, um, I, I have a question about your qualifications. Dmitry Anatolievich Rozdzianski. Uh, Dimi, right? Uh, so I have a question about your qualifications, Dimi. Now, you've been working for the uh, Hide the Aliens organization in Russia for how many years? Uh, Thirty years for Hide the Aliens group, uh, Hide the Aliens group, uh, or uh, the group of Hide the Aliens. Russian word order is not so important. Okay, and uh, is it in the thirty-first year of education at this organization where they teach you not to talk about it on a syndicated radio show? No, that is nowhere in program. Not in first second, fourth, anywhere in up to 30, as far as I know. No, they probably be, don't have syndicated radios in Russia. I, I want to be completely clear on this. Uh, we don't have aliens. We are not harboring or hiding aliens of any sort, but if we were, we would want somebody working for us who is not going to be talking about it on a national radio show. I, I, uh, well, you're talking about it on a national radio show. I'm talking about the fact that there is no such program to my knowledge. So, when I work for you, um, Don't make any more appearances on radio shows. That would be a good start at the very least. Thank you for this job. If you're interested in working for us, we might be able to give you a position in uh, hot dog broom making, for instance. Okay, so you said there was no hot dog brooms first. Now, I, I did say that, and I also said that since you've been talking about them, I thought it would be very good for our picnics. So you're saying government policy rests on the word of Patsy Kennedy. Would that make you happy? Don't believe it. Because, uh, I know that all the government decisions are coming from, guess what? The government. No. I thought you'd be flattered that I've been listening to your show. Well, I am flattered that you've been listening to my show. But if That's you how listen- I knew what you were going to say on my first question. If you know Don't that- Don't believe it. If you've been- Well, I've heard about that. If you've been listening to my show, then you know- that there's aliens controlling the government. Oh, are they controlling the government now? That's news to me. I thought it was the reptilians controlling the government. Well, there's a little, there's a, there's a war going on, all right? We're in the middle of a war right now. I have also kept this very secret, too. I've met uh, all, all the reptilians. They say, don't tell anyone I'm reptilian. I'm very good at keeping secret. So this is something also qualified for program. Right. If you have reptilians in U.S., I can hide. And precisely which government officials have said this to you? I have kept secret uh, Medvedev, Putin, Gorbachev. Yeah, questioning your qualifications again. No, this is good qualifications because this is how one gets to know the truth. I don't think that's what we're hiring them for. I think well, we're that's... hiring them for hot dog uh, broom making. All right, listen, let me ask you, Dimitri. Yes. I will give you... A spot on my show every week if you go in there and tell me about what's really happening. We pay better. I won't pay you. We pay a lot better then. <laughs> Plus, we have a benefits package and you can spend all weekend skiing. But you'll be on the radio every week. Well, uh, whichever of you uh, has more money for me, 
I'd like you better. But I would like Sorry, you to work Matthew. for him. No, because I would like you to work for him and take his money and then also tell me about what okay, happened. That sounds like a good arrangement. That does not sound like a good arrangement. It's a perfect arrangement for me. I think uh, we're going to keep you in the hot dog sector. What is hot dog? Those are what you'll be making. You'll be making hot dog brooms. Uh, what is hot dog? What is hot dog broom? All right, look. Broom we we already beak. covered this. We already covered this on the show, Dimitri. You, you should have heard it earlier in the broom show. Broom made of hot dogs for hot dogs. Yes, hot a dog A broom that broom. is by the hot dogs for the hot dogs to the best interest of all hot dogs. I know it is for hot dog. I don't know what hot dog is. All right, listen. We'll tell you about hot dogs some other day, but here's what it is. Listeners, if you're listening, then don't believe it. There's obviously... We've already done scientific proof just now. No, we've only done experimentation. I mean, we haven't done experimentation. We've done picnics, picnics. No, we did... Only picnics. I'm not talking about your experimental picnic truth... I'm talking about my scientific truth where I proved that there was aliens by asking you if there was aliens and you said no, and we don't believe it. I think I'll have to re-listen to this podcast. I don't remember that proof. All right, watch. I'll do it again. Mr. Government Agent. That would be me. Is there aliens? I refuse to answer on the grounds that my answer will incriminate me. Well, uh, that that doesn't work. I wanted you to say... I figured that might not work. That's why I answered that way. Well, that... All right. Are you an American? Dimitri. Do you believe in the Constitution? Are you talking to me? Do you believe in the Fifth Amendment? Yes. Then I'm shutting up. What's the Fifth? Yes. Dimitri. Don't believe it. Yes, thank you. Is there aliens? Uh, uh, no, I have hidden, hidden them all. There is not aliens to find. See, he then, admits it. There are no aliens. Then that's proof that there's aliens, and we've proven it here on Don't Believe It. So everybody at home, if you're listening to this, do me a favor, don't believe it. And if God impregnates your wife, let it be. Don't believe it. Don't believe it. Don't believe it. This is Patsy Kennedy, KSAC Radio. Don't believe it. We're looking forward to hearing from you again next time. Thank you very much. Don't believe it. Here we go. Okay. Uh, so, thank you for listening to Pastor Wax. My name's Scapey. Um, what else? I don't know. Oh, uh, I remember. You should send us letters, or you should send us audio letters, okay? Do you know how? Uh, I don't know how to write letters or to record audio letters, but once you do it, just figure it out. Once you do it, then you can send them to us at castinwax at gmail.com, okay? Castinwax at gmail.com, okay? Uh, what else? Also, there's a thing... On a computer that is called Facebook, and that there is a Cast and Wax page on the Facebook, and I know Dad wants you to go on there and say, hey, I like it, River, say that you like the show. So, once you do that, I don't know, then he would be happier, and maybe he would wake up from his nap. I woke up from my nap, but he didn't, so, hmm. Anyway, uh, that's... That's the end of the show, so I guess I'm supposed to say something with a, with a B. Bastard! Once upon a time there was a monster called Roll-Up-Do-Do-Do-Do he was so cute, everybody would like him, but they don't know how cute he is. No, no, how cute he is. Oh, yeah, he's rolling up, and he's good. He's my friend. 
He was swimming in the ocean, just looking around at all of the seagulls. He said, I don't know what those birds are, perhaps they are eagles. They weren't eagles, they were seagulls. But he said, I think I'll pursue them. And that's what he did, he followed those little seagulls. And he went up on the land that used to be Japan. And he said, hey, my name is Rolla Everything that was around He squashed everything that he found He just kept walking on their stuff And crushing it And it was not a big deal Cause there were no people there Coincidentally Then he went to Asia I mean the rest of Asia And he, he started working on everything there The problem was There were people there And they were not too happy with Roland oh, da, 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 No no, 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 no The people cried and the people screamed And he didn't know what they mean He said, I don't understand you I only speak monster talking So I'll keep on walking And squishing and squishing And keep on walking Following seagulls might be eagles I don't think they're eagles But they might be eagles And he got to Europe And he told them, hey everybody My name is Rolla He would squish on your jaws when you open them to scream Cause he was just so scary, man Have you seen him? He's so deadly You should be glad that you didn't see him If you saw him, you'd probably be dead Cause he would step on you He just wants to follow them seagulls He thinks they're really pretty when they're flapping their wings If I saw those seagulls, I might tell them Don't you know you got a big monster following you? Don't you know you got a monster following you? Don't you know you got a monster following you? You just think that you're flying But don't you know you got a monster following you? Don't you know you got a monster following you? Don't you know you got a monster following you? You just think that you're flying, but don't you know you got a monster following you? Don't you know you got a monster following you? Don't you know you got a monster following you? Keep on flying, you just keep flying, but don't you know you got a monster following you? You got a monster following you. You got a monster. 
following you Don't you know you got a monster A monster's following you The monster follow you Don't you know you got a monster Don't you don't don't know Got a monster There's a monster That's a monster There's a monster following you Name Roller is the monster He's following you His name is Roller When Roller Got to Washington, D.C. Somebody shot him in the eye with a gun that kind of annoyed him. He said, I don't like being shot in the eye with a gun that kind of annoys me. Who shot me? Who shot me? Who dare shoot my face? Roller is my name and I'm getting kind of upset at you. I think I'm gonna kill you and you will have to say Roller There's never been. 